this week on the Trend Out Loud podcast. When you were interviewing um, Shensia and mm-hmm. you and she she said that she liked dark skinned men and you said that she liked your tone. Were you really hitting on her or like how far were you willing to take that? And so that's just yeah. who I am. I mean, BG is BG. BG can't be anybody else. Right. I can't be PG. I can't be thing. I can only <laughs> be BG. Can you explain to me the hashtag Dutty Storm? Thirty grams of loud. If I'm put on a story where Santas are fallen over or have fell over. Then you got to tell them to fix up. Like, I don't know, I don't know how else do you say that. How else do you say, like, fix up? You know what I mean? Yo, like, um, what I want to know is before leaving CP24, which is owned by the biggest media company in Canada, did you present them with your idea of the Brian and Gomez show? I visited your TikTok, your Instagram, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your mm-hmm. YouTube, your Wikipedia. And everything is about the Brandon Gonez show. Even your personal mm. Instagram is literally about the Brandon Gonez show. I do oh, want to ask you a couple oh, oh. of Where just fun things, okay, if you don't mind. Is that cool? <laughs> I can tell you, you know, nobody's really ever asked me this question. Do you sometimes get nervous when you're interviewing some some of these bigger name celebrities or let's say somebody like Justin Trudeau? You know what I do get nervous about is what's happening right now oh. when I'm on the other side. What up, everybody? It is your boy, Shout Out Loud. I have a very, 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 very special guest uh, with me here uh, today. Um, and before I even introduce him, I'm just preparing you. This is going to be a masterclass on business, journalism, and branding. We are in for a big treat. I am a big fan of this dude. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my guest today is a star-studded journalist. He has co-hosted CTV's morning show, Your Morning. He then moved to a local Toronto uh, station, CP24. He then left CP24 to create his own media company called Gones Media. Um, and today, Gones Media is the fastest growing online media company in Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome my guest, the host of the Brandon Gones Show, Brandon Gones! Oh, bro, the effects are giving. The effects Yo. are giving life. I love this. Yo, I love, I love my sound effects, dog. How are you, bro? I'm doing so well, man. I'm so excited to be on your podcast. Congratulations, by the Thank way. you. Thank you, man. Thank you very much, man. It's an honor to have you on. Um, Brendan, like I just told you guys, is the CEO and head of a media company, and there's important news going on right now. So we had booked an hour, but Brandon asked me to make it a little bit shorter. So we're going to jump right into my questions um, and get to know um, Brandon a little bit better. Okay, Brandon, um, my podcast is really about you know life, love, and legacy, um, about getting to know um, you know, people, whether it's in business or in medicine, whatever your field is, and, ex- and um, you know, letting people know more about your journey so that indirectly um, they can learn and take whatever nuances from your journey. Let's start out first by, can you explain to me the hashtag Dutty Storm, 30 grams of loud, and telling Santa Claus to fix up? <laughs> so as you know... <laughs> Uh, I'm a journalist. I also have worked on many morning shows. Um, and when you, you know, working on a morning show, a lot of people don't realize, but you're getting up at three o'clock. You're getting up at like three wow. thirty or o'clock. Yeah, yeah. You're getting in, you know, the show starts at five o'clock, right? Or five 30. I can't mm. remember what time, but mm. you're up early, you know, you're out there, but you also get to show a bit of personality too when you're on a morning show. Now, do, does everybody take that and actually run with it? I mean, that's for the viewers to decide for me. When I'm getting up that early, I really don't have a, a lot of energy really to put on a, a t- you know a face or to put on a tone. I'm just gonna kind of give you who I am because it's way too early to be faking it. 
And so a lot of those situations was just like me just speaking, you know, like I just as I speak to my camera operators when the when we're not live is how I'm going to be speaking to the viewers. And a lot of times, you know, it's just like, here we go. And I'm just repeating what I was just going to say to my camera <laughs> operator. And it just ha and yeah. it just and things just happen to happen to go how they will. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how things go viral. I don't know how people are going to receive things. I can yeah. only be myself. I can only tell you what's going on, report the truth, how I know how to communicate it. And I got to keep it pushing on to the next story. You know what I mean? And hopefully yeah. I'm doing my community justice. And so that's just yeah. who I am. I mean, BG is BG. BG can't be anybody else. Nice. I can't be PG. I can't be thing. I can only <laughs> be BG. And yeah. if I'm reporting on a story where Santas are fallen over or have fell over, then you got to tell them to fix up. Like, I don't know, I don't know how else do you say that. How else do you say, like, fix up? You know what I mean? Yo. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. I wanted to start out with that because for those of you who don't are not into the Toronto area, um, you know, when Brandon was on CP24, you know, people would take little clips of him doing his, you know, his Jamaican accent and Dutty Storm and 30 grams of loud. And it literally as a Jamaican, it made us feel proud and it made us feel like there's somebody representing us. And I'm not saying that that was you know, the only reason for your success, but as you know, those mm -hmm. were those little viral clips is what made everybody in Toronto know more about you and even more just not know more about you, but fall in love with you and feel like, yo, there's one of us on CP24. And I just thought it was a, a really valuable lesson for a lot of these, um, you know, young entrepreneurs starting up trying to be influencers and trying, you know, don't try to be Brandon. Like you just said, you can't be anybody else but you, you know, so I just thought mm -hmm. it was really important to highlight how authentic you are, you know, so um, congratulations on that. All right. Um, yeah, well, then, again, that's the community, right? Sorry. I just want to say, like, Facts. that's the community, right? Like, you know, I, I go home after a day and I'm ready to have my glass of wine or whatever I'm going to drink. You know, we're going to order. People don't realize it's a long day, you know. For yeah. sure. And so if my phone's blowing up after, I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm just praying I'm not getting in trouble. Facts. Thank you to the community. Always. Yeah, Always man. Shout out. Shout out yeah, to man. Toronto. Um, all right. Um, in one of your interviews, somebody asked you, what are some of the biz uh, what are some of the challenges you face uh, you face while building a business and how did you overcome them? Your answer was it's not cheap to build a, a media company from the ground up. It requires many things, including production equipment, marketing, payroll, and more. Fortunately, I put together a solid business plan and a great team to execute that. I love that you highlighted the team and you always highlight mm -hmm. the team in every one of your answers. But could you explain a little bit um, from the financial part? Like, did you get um, financing? Do you have an investor? Did you have to give up equity? Yeah, so this is all solely owned by myself. Um, which I'm very, hold very on, hold of. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't just look, go right by that. We got to put the applause <laughs> back in. And, and I just want to also highlight, sorry to interrupt your answer, but mm -hmm. I also want to highlight, I am super proud that you are a hundred percent owner, but I also mm -hmm. want to highlight to people that it's also important and it's not bad to have investors. I feel no, like a lot there's of, nothing um, wrong with that. Yes, exactly. I want to, mm -hmm. I always wanted to highlight that whenever I do talks and stuff, it's, I feel a mm -hmm. lot of black people feel like, Oh, we have to hundred percent own something. And I always say, do you want to own a hundred percent of a million dollar company or 10% of a hundred million dollar company? So, uh, exactly. But, um, anyways, please go ahead and answer the question, but proud of you, brother. Yeah. Go ahead. Thank you. I appreciate that. You know, um, mm. You know, from the get-go, I've always had a strong financial background. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but mm. before I stepped into broadcasting, I actually used to work for a bank, uh, uh, for one of the big oh, five. I didn't know that. And okay. so, like, there, I've always had that bit of knowledge. I also took, um, you know, business um, courses throughout 
uh, my time at university. And I've always just been interested in learning about how businesses run and operate. So I, I, I had that knowledge as a background, which I'm super, super grateful for because, um, you know, entrepreneurship is something that we are trying to build so much, especially in like the black community and other communities of color. Right. And so unfortunately, as you're in the process of building up in your community, you don't always have people that you can tap into to learn from and all those things. Um, so I, I one day definitely want to be that for a lot of, young, you know, entrepreneurs in our community, because I think like there are so many lessons that I'm learning that I've learned that I definitely want to pass down so that people don't make the same mistakes that I've made or can just avoid making mistakes just by hearing from, you know, other people who've gone through the process. Um, that being said, I do believe everything has to start with a plan. Um, and so for me, this, you know, journey, this new venture started with a plan of, you know, how to, in a strong business plan. And I write that and I wrote that down and I believed in it and I read it thoroughly and I went back to it and I, and I envisioned it and I sat with it and I manifested it. You know, Oprah talks about the power of manifestation and those are the things. And I really took that to heart. Um, and then once you really put your, you know, once you have fully grasped it, your body's fully into it and you fully dive into it, right? Cause I dove right into it. Everybody thought I left my job and I said, I'm, you know, nobody knew what I was going to do, but I knew what I was going to do. My team knew what I was going to do. And I went all the way into it and I leaned all the way in. And it's just crazy how the blessings kind of just manifest and unfold and all those things. But of course it requires a super amount of hard work and a, a lot of sacrifice. And I think that's the thing that a lot of people don't realize, like the amount of sacrifice you have to, um, to do to accomplish your goals, especially when they're massive goals, they're game changing goals. Like don't discount that because, you know, a lot of people will look at this journey. And I've heard it. Some people will say like, oh, you know, it, like it, for many people, it looks, it looks easy, it, you know, and, and that, that's the power of, you know, hard work and a strong team and all those things. But I can tell you, you know, nobody's really ever asked me this question. There's been a lot of sacrifice. There's sacrifice when it comes to relationships with personal time, with family time, a lot of things that people don't see behind the scenes. And, you know, that's nobody, nobody has to take that on except for the person who's deciding to do that. But I'm just saying like anybody who's trying to replicate or who's sitting here watching the saying like, I also want to do something similar. Or I also have my own dreams that I want to achieve. Just know you have to work hard. There has to be sacrifice, but at the other end of, you know, that road, mm-hmm. there is a pot of gold that once you get to touch it and pick it up, it feels so good. And it's so worth it. You know what I'm saying? I, dude, I, you don't have to tell me. I, yeah, you know this. You know this. You've been through this journey. Come on. Yeah, but not only just the sacrifice, but how important it is to remind people of the sacrifice. And whenever mm-hmm. I'm at talks and everyone's like, oh, what do you want to tell to the next generation? What to tell entrepreneurs? And I talk about sacrifice. People are like, yo, that's so generic. But just how you explained it, people think sacrifices i gotta work hard no sacrifices what are the things that you're willing to lose to make this company work so as Mm -hmm. you're gaining financially and as you're gaining you you're lucky that you're doing something that you're super passionate about so you you're you're still loving what you do but as you're gaining you're also losing things so that you can gain you know um Mm -hmm. but uh anyways i I love that you uh, that how how much you stress that that's that's super important um Let's get into branding, which I think before I ask you this question, 
because this is something I even want to ask you because I don't do a great job at this. Um, mm-hmm. And branding is the key to successful business. You are mm-hmm. a branding master. You know you your brand so? and you... No, no, no. I, I know so. And I've told you this before, dude. <laughs> you know your audience and you know Brandon Gomez. I'm not Brandon Gomez the person, but Brandon Gomez show the brand and you, this is where your brand is, and you never waver outside of the lines. I like to like poke the bear a little, step outside. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are people gonna? <laughs> All your posts, everything that is on your timeline, even the little funny jokes on in the morning, whatever, like a kid mm-hmm. or a dog or whatever, you never waver. They all are in the same bucket. My question for you is in an era of online six buzzes and straight out the six Mm -hmm. that they're posting the content that is not Brendan Gomez content. And you see like six buzz, they get the likes, they have 2 million followers. Mm -hmm. How do you stay so um, committed to the audience that you know, knowing that there's an audience out there that you could get by posting the six buzz content? I think you already said it. We just know our lane, you know, like uh, we know that we're not, you know, a blog page, right? That's what those other pages are there for. And they do a great job at that. Some might dispute that, but they have the numbers they do because they do a good job at that. Yeah. Our lane is to provide extra content, is to make you feel good, you know, in the morning, is to keep you up to date in the morning, and it is to keep you informed throughout the day. That's that's our mandate. And as long as we stick to that, I'm good. And I feel good. For me, it's not about having the most amount of numbers. It's about the audience that we're serving. Are Do they feel fulfilled? And as long as they feel fulfilled, then we're doing our jobs and we're doing our job as a business. That's that, that's really it, right? Like our business is not about being having 5 million followers on Instagram. Our business is about, yes, uh, gaining momentum, having a strong audience, but it's in, it's about ensuring that audience feels that they can engage with the content, that it's serving them, that they want to share that. And I can tell you, I mean, in two years, I feel like we've done a great job at that and we thank the audience for supporting us. And that's what has made us successful. You know, they say it's for us, it's quality over quantity. That's, that's how our platforms work. It's quality over quantity because not everybody wow. just wants the blog post. Some people really want a, you know, a safe place where they can trust the information that they're getting, where they can then go and talk about it with other people and they can re- reference the source, uh, you know, our platforms that they got that information and they can feel good doing so. Right. They can feel like Amazing. I'm proud to say that I got this from the BG show. I'm proud to say this. I got this from now Toronto mm-hmm. and, and so yeah. forth. And that's what our goal is. And that's what our business case is. And that's what the team is determined to continue to do. That's that is brilliant, dude. Uh, and that's the mark of a CEO. You know, a lot of people think, uh, you know, a CEO has, you know, the, your, your goal as a CEO is to to, to create a mission and a goal and to make sure that everything that you do stays within that goal. Um, and like I said, it's, um, it's, you know, you say it as if it's easy, but it's hard to do. Like, I'm sure that you mm-hmm. must want to get to a million followers, but I, from what I'm learning is that you're like, okay, yeah, I may want to get to a million followers, but I don't want to get to it just any way. And if I get to it in five years from now, growing the base of my, of my brand, that's when mm-hmm. I want to get to a million. You don't want to get to a million. So you don't walk in every day being like, guys, we're only at this. We need to get to that. That's not at the top of your mandate. No, no, not at all. Like for us, wow. I truly believe sustainable growth is slow and steady growth. 
right? It's, mm. it's things that you can manage because as soon as wow. things get out of control, the wheels fall off the car, right? Like wow. building a business, especially from the ground up, you have to understand like the best growth is growth that is manageable. So for us, like yeah. our BG show page, the Brandon Gona show page on Instagram, like that page started from zero. It just hit 70,000 followers um, literally um, this week, this weekend. Oh, really? Which for us, Congrats. yeah, that's a, that's amazing for us, right? Like this is in wow. two years, it's at 70,000 and our audience on that page is super, super engaged. And I know that they feel fulfilled and we're going to continue to serve them in that way. Wow. But it also goes back to why we started this. Like everybody who walks through these doors has to fully understand the mission, which is that we are here to serve people who for too long have been told their stories are not important. Their perspective is not important. And so that's how we maneuver and that's how we move. And as we continue to do that, and as more people continue to see that we're committed to that, more people are coming under the umbrella. And we will welcome you with open arms. But just don't think we're going to be doing a switch up, switch up, switch up. No, we are committed. We are focused and we will remain that way. Amazing. Congrats, dude. Uh, you just touched on something that uh, it's a question a little bit lower down, but I'm going to ask it now. You started um, Gonez Media because you didn't believe Toronto media was measuring up to Toronto's mar- mantra, which is diversity is our strength. Mm-hmm. Um, what I want to know is before leaving CP24, which is owned by the biggest media company in Canada, did you present them with your idea of the Brian and Gonez show or did you present it to other media <laughs> outlets or did you just go out on your own? You know, okay, so here's what I will say. Here's the journalist thinking in his head here now. (laughs) What should I tell them? No, I mean, I've had many meetings. I had many meetings. um, And here's the thing about Canadian media. It is not the most innovative. Uh, And Mm. and anybody anybody who watches Canadian media will tell you that. We import a lot of content from America, for example. That's the business case for a lot of broadcasters. And there's okay. only a you know, small amount of space you know, in broadcaster schedules to produce original programming. And okay. that programming, once it's approved and it does decently well, you know, they'll stick with that you know, because they're also required to produce a certain amount of programming in this country. So there's a lot of things that happen in the background that a lot of people don't know if you haven't studied it, or you just don't know about the technicalities of of the broadcasting system um, that unfortunately doesn't leave a lot of room for creativity, especially for people who are looking to disrupt spaces and to try something totally different. There's not a lot of room for that in Canada because our broadcasters, our media companies play it safe um, because that's just how they've been molded. And that's just how the system kind of unfolds in this country. It's unfortunate okay. for really hyper creatives, um, but that's once you realize that, then you then naturally you know what your your hump in the road is, and then now you're you don't rather than worrying about that, you figure out how do I get over the hump. You get what I'm saying? So totally I'm trying to answer totally your question it. without going on a two-hour tangent of like this. It's just kind of hopefully that kind of yeah. Um, all right, we'll, we'll just leave that one alone. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> I want to go, but it's, uh, I got the point. Okay. Um, now that we understand, uh, Gonez media a little bit better, can you please explain to me and us mm-hmm. how an online platform goes around, 
goes about generating revenue. I know your first 10 episodes of the Brandon Gona show was in partnership with Hennessy and Uber, but you go, can you go a little bit more in depth? I mean, there's a lot of kids and, you know, young adults on Instagram and, you know, they're influencers. Like I know this one kid in Montreal, he has 120,000 followers uh, and mm-hmm. it's a, it's a car Instagram, but I'm like, how much money do you make? He's like, I don't make mm-hmm. any money because they don't understand oh. how to generate because exactly. But he's he's young, you know. But mm-hmm. um, but he's oh, he's taking pictures, he's doing videos, he's doing all that stuff, and he loves doing that. But I'm like, yo, you're promoting all these cars, and do I, have you ever thought of going to Lamborghini and asking them, hey, if I do this, could you give me this or whatever? Or a lot of people exchange posts for free meals or free stuff. How do you go mm-hmm. about generating revenue where you're acquiring other companies? You have a full staff you're paying for in travel. How does that work? Yeah, you will definitely tell that uh, car uh, creator to mm-hmm. contact us at Gona's Media because oh. maybe we can, you know, um, work out some things. Uh, but in I terms of like the know. digital world, yeah, I mean, yeah. the digital world is just a lot like the broadcasting world. We do have advertisers, um, partners, I like to call them, who understand the vision. So one of our segments that we have on the show is called Hennessy Conversation. So Hennessy is one of our brand partners. And they okay. are a great partner. And that segment, which a lot of people have, have you know, watched and have come to realize, is about really highlighting people who are doing game-changing things. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? And giving them a platform. And yes, we're cheer- you know, we're having, we're sipping a bit of Hennessy, but you know, Hennessy's model is to never stop, never settle. And so, what we want to do is showcase people who never stop, never settle, who can also inspire other people. Um, another one of our partners is TD Bank. They're the official bank of the show. And uh, any partner that we, you know, allow to come into the family or that we engage with has to understand our, our mission, our community mission, and all of those things. So we created a beautiful series called Building Better with Brandon, which is all about financial literacy, right? We always talk about these problems that persist in our community or in other communities, but nobody ever talks about the solution. And so for us, it's like, okay, let's fix Let's find a solution. Let's find a solution and let's find an organization that's also committed to that solution. And so for me, I know how important it is to understand finances, not just at a basic level, but even at a broader level, let's say if you want to start a business. And so we want to have those conversations. We want to have it raw. We want to have it real. And so that's what we do with that particular partnership. So that's kind of how we maneuver. We look for people and companies who understand what we're doing or we can create something that is beneficial for the audience mm. where there's substance involved where you can t- go after watching the content you can feel like i learned something i laughed i enjoyed myself but i learned something and then yes. that's where you have the beauty of what has transpired over the last two years and our team has done a, such a good job of cultivating those type of relationships so do you create let's say like a segment and then say okay this segment is going to be around such subject and then like okay I'm going to go out and find a sponsorship for that subject or do you go out and say okay who has ad dollars for online companies and then create around the people who are looking to spend So there's so many different ways that content can be created right and this is why like we have like a full blown partnerships team here at Gonas Media we have a content studio at Gona's Media. So there's different variety of ways that we can get to that endpoint of like, okay, here's the partnership. Um, okay. How we get there is different depending on who the partner is. Are they looking for us? Are we looking for them? 
it, 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 it's totally different. Everything is subjective and everything is individualistic based off of the partnership. But like you, like, but there's always a brainstorming session. There's always a creative session. There's always a way of, again, it always goes back to like, what are we doing? Is this community focused? Is there a benefit to the community? And then we push forward. Amazing. Love that. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to get that message out that we got, we need to stop these influencers from, you know, giving away all this content and, you know, all this engagement for like a free pair of kicks, you know, like, uh, let's start charging these companies. Yeah. Well, 100%. Um, And the thing is, I mean, yeah, you got to advocate. And if you, if you are too nervous to advocate for yourself, right, find uh, a management company, find uh, an agency that might want to take you on, right? Like we do some of that stuff as well. And let, oh, let, let, let them do it for you, right? That's the other thing I think, you know, for any content creator out there watching this and they're like, ah, I'm just not getting the reception that, I, you know, that I want. I don't feel comfortable pushing back. That's fine. You don't have to do that. Let somebody else mm-hmm. do it on your behalf. You know that obviously there comes a fee with that. But, of course. I mean, again, like you said at the beginning of this, would you rather own, you know, 10% of, you know, a $100 million company or 100% mm-hmm. of a $100,000 company? Not saying you're going to give away exactly. 90% of your fee. Yeah, of course. But, of like, course. I'm just saying, like, if they can yeah. get you a substantial amount more, you know, more money, yeah. then you're better off having to give away 10% of that because they got you way more than you would have got for yourself. Thousand percent, thousand percent. Um, okay, cool. Um, okay, we're short on time, so let me jump into some some more personal things. Uh, during a TED talk, you credit you credited most of your success to being real and authentic, and as a result, you gained your audience's trust. Do you go about gaining your audience's trust by keeping your personal life because you you're you're private, but you you personally consciously keep your private life out so that your audience kind of just sees you as Brandon Gomez on the Brandon Gomez show. Yeah, I mean, for me, I've always been a private person. I mean, I'm Jamaican. Mm. <laughs> I really don't like. I don't think everybody really needs to be in all of my business like that. <laughs> I was just kind of raised Facts. like that. I do understand Facts. though that yes, I do have a public image and stuff like that. So I do share some things, but there are certain things in life that I truly believe should still be kept sacred. You know, like. I don't think okay. the world needs to know everything. Um, if you know me and we have our own personal relationship, friendship, then yes, you're going to hear about that. But I'm just not going to just give away all my stuff. Like, there is some stuff that I do hold sacred. And uh, that's just how I was raised. And I and, and, and that's how I'm going to always be. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel you. That's how I'm always going to be. Yeah. Coming up with the Jamaican parents, trust me, I understand. Everything I do online is like, my mom is like, why are you doing this and why are you doing that? Like, I trust me, I get it. Um, because oh, yeah, I went But also because your- not everybody has like, you know, good intentions for you, right? And so like, even when you talk about your dreams and your goals, your aspirations, your relationships, all those things, you, sometimes you really yeah. do have to be careful. Like, who are you sharing that with? Because if people don't always have good intentions for you, they could be pushing towards you some really bad negativities, right? And so, you know, as they say, like, bad mind people are out there. And, like, I'm fully mm. aware about that. I'm fully yeah. aware of that. So there are certain things I'm going to just keep close to my heart. And it's for me and for me and my personal circle only. And that's just how we're going to I understand. Okay, so it's not so much for the brand. It's really more for you, yourself, and guiding and protecting yourself from you're not just doing this just because you're on a public platform. You do, you would have done this regardless. 
One hundred percent. One hundred percent. So I didn't know that about you. I didn't know that about you. But that's what's oh, great. Yes. That's what's great to be on a podcast and getting to know, you know. Um, yeah. But if you don't mind, I do want to ask you a couple of, of it's fun stuff. But answer if mm-hmm. you don't want to answer, because I visited your TikTok, your Instagram, your Twitter, your LinkedIn, your mm-hmm. YouTube, your Wikipedia. And everything is about the Brandon Gonez show. Even your personal mm. Instagram is literally about the Brandon Gonez show. The only thing yeah. that I could find out online is that you prefer oxtail over curry goat, which we already know. <laughs> and, and you know, I agree with full heartedly. Uh, I, we God. know that you have, yeah, <laughs> we know that you have a little sister. Um, yeah. I found out that, uh, you have a niece who you love very much, uh, Ivory mm-hmm. Grace and a nephew named Noah who you love equally as much. But like I said, I do want to ask you a couple of just fun things, okay? If you don't mind, Uh-oh. is that cool? Uh-oh. Okay, come on. <laughs> It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But feel free not to answer. Okay. What is your favorite thing to do in your downtime? What's my favorite? Oh, man. Uh, I, I like, I like See, to sleep. See, that sounds so bad. I like to sleep. Really? I, I, that, sounds, that sounds crazy. But just remember, I worked on morning shows for so many years where I was running off of like four hours of sleep every single day. Mm. So I feel like literally I have a decade worth of like 10 years worth of life to make up for. (laughs) I've I've missed sleep, if I'm making sense. I can't even speak. I can't even speak. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is your favorite dish or food that's not Jamaican? Oh, you know, I, I really do like oysters now. I never liked them before. But okay. now when I go out, I'm definitely ordering some oysters. Maybe because the really? pocketbook is a little bit heavy. But you got to treat yourself. You got to treat yourself. Facts. Facts. You guys have a n- nice uh, oyster place around King Street. I don't remember the name of it, but um, there's some super dope oysters there. I'm not a yeah. big oyster fan. I prefer mussels, but yeah, I get it. Um, okay. All right. Uh, when you were interviewing um, Shensia and mm-hmm. you and she, she said that she liked dark skinned men, and you said that she liked your tone. Were you really hitting on her, or like how far were you willing to take that? <laughs> I don't know anybody who doesn't have a crush on Shensia. Like, I don't know anybody who does not. So I mean, if she, if I'm asking her a question, and then she's kind of mm-hmm. leaning in with it. I mean, listen, as an interviewer, I'm listening, so I'm also going to push the conversation forward. So, I mean, that's the beauty of having your own podcast talk show, you name it, where you can go a little bit, you know, you can poke a little bit. But exactly. she is fun. I knew she was a good sport. I wouldn't do that with of just course. anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like, you totally have to know it. the person who you're interviewing. Yeah. And we had yeah. talked off camera. We, we, we built that, like, rapport, of that course. relationship. So of that's course. why I took, it, I took it a little bit further. But then she said she likes guys with tats. A lot of tags, <laughs> as you saw the disappointment. Yeah. Yo, your face when she said, I like a guy with a lot of tats, you're just like, ah, oh, damn, man. That was hilarious, dude. Anyways, <laughs> if anybody is, uh, hasn't seen that interview, you should go see the interview. It was really good. Um, who are you going for in the Super Bowl? Philly or Kansas City? Mm, I'm going to go for Philly. Really? Why Philly? Mm-hmm. You know, to be honest, I'm rooting for everybody black, so I really don't care who wins at this point. That's because what I'm saying. Them have a black QB, so I think exactly we can't lose in this Super Bowl. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, the Eagles. I don't know. There's just something about the Eagles. They just have this energy. It's just like I don't know, man. Like I just, I just like the team. I like, I just like the team. I just vibe with the team. Are you a sports guy? Are you into football? What's your favorite sport? Favorite sport is basketball. Um, I watch okay. football every now and then. It's not my favorite sport. Um, okay. I love basketball. I love tennis. Um, 
I watch a bit of soccer here and there. Um, it all depends okay. really how busy my schedule is. The less busy it is, the more I, I kind of tap in. The more busy it is, unfortunately, I got to tap out. Um, but you. there's nothing better than just hanging out with the homies and just like watching a game and, you know, serving up a few drinks and laughs and all the conversations. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, can you those. tell us something? Can you tell us? Of course. Uh, can you tell us something that you did as a kid that you got in trouble for? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to let people into Brandon, man. I'm trying to think what I did that I got in trouble for. It's been so long mm. since I last got mm. in trouble. Um, I think there was this one time. Oh, there was this one time. There was this one time where um, I was super, super young. I think I was with my mom. We were. I was with my mom. We were going through a store. I don't remember what store it was. But I definitely think I took like a candy or something from the shelves and I had started mm. eating it and I didn't ask or anything like that. And, uh, you know, my mom is a Jamaican woman, obviously a little bit strict, obviously mm-hmm. doesn't, would, d- doesn't want her children to, you know, be taking things without asking, especially if she goes to pay for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> so I may have got, you know, I may have gotten a little... When I got home, a little bit of licks in the store. <laughs> oh, she waited for you to get home. That's nice. My yeah. mom would have licked me right in the store. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, all right. Um, when you like, I'm super comfortable on camera, but mm. when I'm interviewing somebody like you, who's a professional, educated journalist, I'm a little bit nervous. Do you mm-hmm. sometimes get nervous when you're interviewing some some of these bigger name celebrities, or let's say somebody like Justin Trudeau? You still get nervous? No, I don't. Um, okay. And I think it's just because like, naturally, I've, I do like asking questions. I do like, you know, hearing yeah. people's stories. I think what's super, you know, what I do get nervous about is what's happening right now yeah. when I'm on the other side, because like, my entire career has <laughs> been about like, it's not about the interviewer. Like, it's, I'm not like, I'm not supposed to be the story, right? The story is like, the person yeah. who I'm talking to. So I think that's why I'm also like, part of me too, is like, there's always going to be that block of like oversharing because like you're just yeah. trained as a journalist, like not like you're not the story, right? You're not the story. Yeah. Like let the story be the story. I totally get so, it. So no, I don't get nervous. I actually quite kind of get excited about like, okay, what are we going to find out in this conversation? Mm. Cause I want the goods, right? Like I want a real yeah, conversation. For sure. Like, you know, what good, yeah. what's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, going yeah, on? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I knew you'd be nervous about it. So thank you very much for being a good sport. I have, I yeah. have two more questions. Um, okay. Do you prefer driving, walking, Ubering, or taking public transit? I love to walk. I love so to I. walk so I can get steps in. And it's also about like clearing the mind, but interacting like with the city. Like th- that's mm. the best way to one, – so one thing I'll totally me, agree. I'll share this. I love to travel. I love to Mm. travel. Oh my gosh, the way I love to travel. And I always love to take a day to myself just to walk and explore, literally get lost. That way you Mm. can, you don't know A, who you're going to meet. You can meet the wackiest person in the world. You step into the wackiest bar in the world. You step into the wackiest neighborhood in the world. And it's just like, that's how you get to know a place. So I truly love to walk. When I'm busy, I definitely like to Uber. And when I need to clear my mind, I like to drive at nighttime. There is no better feeling than driving on the gardener into the city or out of the city with the skyscrapers and you're blasting some good music, whether that's Thames. You know, right now, obviously, you know, yeah. I'm on the Afrobeats, heavy, right? I'm and you're super just heavy your on Afrobeats. Go. What? Yeah. You're letting your mind go and you're just like, yeah. 
This is when the creativity is thing, or you just have to unleash some emotions, right? That night drive, window down in the summertime. <laughs> Trent, man, like that's yeah. that's that's woof. that's my jam. That's my jam. That's so I'm su- I'm super like you. I love one time I was in Chicago. I walked from eight o'clock in the morning to eleven o'clock at night all around Chicago. And somebody yeah. told me the other day, you, I go out for a drive on my own. I'm mm-hmm. like, who goes out on a drive? But you're the second person who's told me this. I'm gonna try it. Like, just I've never just driven have no destination to go in and drive to drive. So I'll definitely try it. And um, another thing that you just said, just to touch on quickly, and I think it's because you're Jamaican when you kind of feel like you, we love Afro beats. This is totally separate, but you yeah. love Afro beats, but I could tell how it's like, but we love reggae so much, but Afro beats is hitting right now. Right. It's hitting hard. It's hitting yeah, heavy, yo. man. Yo. Afro beats is hitting yo. so heavy. It's like, so heavy, I feel dude. like I've betrayed yeah. I saw it in your eyes. I heard it in your voice. I, when people to do the polls on Instagram, they're like, um, Afrobeats are reggae. And I want to hit the reggae so hard. But I'm just like, yo, Afrobeats is slapping right now, dude. But you know what um, I love? I love that both genres have just taken over. You know, yeah, like sure. it's almost like reggae dance hall walked. So Afrobeats could run. Yeah, and sure. But really, when you even think about it, like their roots together right like yeah. are from the same place like let's not forget like 80 For percent sure. of like jamaicans i believe it, they say you know are um either Ghanaian or nigerian my goodness i i can't remember right now which which oh, of I didn't those know that. but like they we all origin like the, the origins are from the same place and so wow. what i love is that so many people are tapping back into the roots into the, the motherland, into, you know, there yeah. was used to be so much shame just by saying you were African or whatever. And it's just like, I, I never understood that, right? I yeah. never understood why there's so much shame about that. And now yeah. it's to see like the world turning and the love being brought back to the roots of the culture. Man, we're living in some, I feel like we need to highlight that. Like that's good progress. That's important thousand progress. percent. Thousand percent, thousand percent. Um, we know you love oxtail. Do you know how to cook mm-hmm. oxtail? Can you make your own oxtail, or you have to go to your mom's house for it? Jeez, I'm gonna get roasted right now. No, I don't know how to make it. Okay, Gigi's <laughs> not the best cook. So shout out to moms <laughs> who continues to make it on Sundays. Um, yes. but you know what? That is something that I do want to pick up a little bit more, especially over mm. you know my next stage of life, is to learn how to cook um, better. And because um, I think there's something nice about that, being able to whip up a nice, you. you know, gourmet dish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's because we know we'll that. never make it as good as our mom. So it's like, why even try, dog? Like, for what? You know what I mean? I know. But, you, but I also don't right. want to be, you we, know, we should try. I don't want to be those men that can't, you know, can't cook a dish. Facts. You know, because you know, they always say you got to have at least five dishes you can make. You know what I'm saying? Facts. No, for sure. Yeah, I could throw it down a little bit, but I'm not trying to oxtail. All right, bro. Okay. Um, last question. We touched life, love, and legacy. The last question for you is, mm-hmm. we clearly know your legacy will probably be uh, going as media and everything that falls underneath it. Um, but can you just give that a little bit more context? What do you want people, your followers, your supporters to remember about Brandon Gomez and Gomez Media? You know, I never really thought about that, but if there is something that I want people to remember is that, like, we did this. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, when you really think about it, like, everything about this journey has played out in public. You know, the rise 
of being a reporter to leaving to starting this media company to the rise of this media company it's all played out in public and that can be so scary and it has been so scary but it also can be so beautiful especially when you know this journey has been blessed and touched by the people by the community and all of that and so to see you know the power of when we all come together and say like you know what we're going to bless this. We're going to touch this. We're going to make this happen because we want this to happen. And to see it actually happen, like I hope as time goes on, people will remember, young people will remember that as long as we stick together, we can literally overcome. We can prevail. We can do this. We can create our own table. We can create seats at the table for more people who look like us. We don't have to accept no. We don't have to accept not right now. We can we can say, you know what, when we're ready to do what we want to do, as long as we stick together, we can make it happen. And I think that's what I want people to remember. Jeez. Very well said. I love this sound. I feel like I'm at church. Yes. I feel like I'm at church. Brandon, my brother. Thank you so, so much for taking time out of your very busy day. We got it under 50 minutes, so I got you an extra 10 minutes in your newsroom. Hopefully your staff will uh, will appreciate that. But I really appreciate you taking the time um, and giving my listeners, uh, giving my listeners, like I said, a masterclass um, in journalism, uh, business, and branding. And bro, uh, 10, 15 years from now, I told you this every time I see you, 10 or 15 years from now, you're going to be the example of of I don't not just online media, but just media in this country, man. And I just think that you're on the precipice, like you're just, 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 just starting of of what Gona's media is going to be um, in ten or twenty years from now. So, congratulations on everything, and I wish you the best of luck, brother. Thank you so much, and I'm so All proud right. of you, Trent. I see what you're doing. Keep going, my guy. You know, Thank we you, know man. how much Montreal loves you. I'm so happy to see that you're Thank expanding you. out of MTL, touching here yes. in the six. You know, let's expand yes. that reach across the country. The more of us that are doing it, the better. So flowers to you For too, sure. bro. Flowers to you. Thank you, man. Thank you. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. It's your boy, Turn Out Loud. Peace!